another episode of Let's Talk Sales with Saeed. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that is very close to my heart, something that I did a lot when I started out in sales, and that is cold outreach. I'm specifically going to be talking about the do's and don'ts of cold outreach, things that worked for me in the past and things that you should avoid at all cost. But before I go ahead, I would like to give a quick shout out to Kate Bistrova for constantly giving me feedback on my podcast. She's given me content suggestion, what I should be talking about. She's helped me come up with a social strategy, which until yesterday I had none. And generally, she's been an awesome guide throughout my podcasting experience. It's folks like her that make me want to continue to create content. So thank you so much, Kate. I really appreciate it. Kate is super talented and one of the things that I like is that she makes these drawings by hand. So if you guys would like to check that out, you can go to her Instagram page. That's Kate at Art. So Kate, A-T-A-R-T. Check it out. And let's get back to the topic at hand that is do's and don'ts of cold outreach. So I'm going to be talking about things that of course didn't work for me in the past when I was doing cold outreach. Things that you should absolutely avoid. And of course, things that you should do a lot more of when you're thinking of starting a cold outreach campaign. So one of the reasons why cold outreach is so close to my heart is because I did a lot of it when I started out in sales. I was, of course, also directly responsible for folks doing it when I was ahead of sales at other companies. So I think cold outreach gets a bad rap, but cold outreach done correctly can be very rewarding and can yield a lot of results. Done badly and you're going to be publicized, humiliated, most probably on LinkedIn with a screenshot of one of your emails that you send out. So don't do that, but let's get into the details in terms of what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing when it comes to cold outreach. And the first thing is spring and praying. We're all guilty of it at some point. I did a lot of it too back in the day, but this is something that you should absolutely avoid. Sending out hundreds of emails without any research done on those contacts, the stock style template does not bring any value. On top of it, the folks that you're reaching out, potentially you're losing them because they're marking you as spam. And these are folks that you can never reach out to again because you pretty much lost them with sending out this crappy email sequence. I've seen so many salespeople load up thousands of contacts into their email automation software with that perfectly curated email template that they think is going to give them a lot of replies. So they shoot that email out only to see that 98% of the folks never reply to them ever. It's because the technique of spring and pring, it does not work. You have not researched the context. Those contexts probably don't even fit your ICP. This is just not the right way of doing outreach. To add insult to injury, this is the perfect way of getting your email server IP blacklisted because you're reaching out to folks that probably don't even need your product or not even in your ICP, your emails are not personalized, they're going to mark it as spam. And sure enough, if a lot of people are going to do it, your email server IP is going to get blacklisted sooner or later. This approach of loading up contacts and shooting hundreds of thousands of emails a month is just not scalable because at some point you're going to run out of contacts or garner a bad reputation of spamming everybody or maybe both. I partially blame these experts that keep telling everybody they write articles, they make these videos about the perfect subject line that might get the email open or get folks to reply or how they got an 80% reply rate. If perfect subject lines got folks to respond, I wouldn't be putting spring and as a first don't in your cold outreach approach. It's not about the subject line, it's actually about the content of that email. If that email can help the person that you're sending out to, is it personable? Is it something that they can relate to? If the timing is right, there are so many dynamics at play here that the subject line alone is not going to guarantee a response. So rather than loading up a list, sending out thousands of emails to contacts that probably don't even need your product and hoping for a response, it's better to go ahead and figure out who your ICP is, your ideal customer profile. Folks that actually can benefit from your product or perhaps will need it, they just don't know it yet. Once you figure out who those folks are, which industry they're in, which country they're in, where they're based out of, what kind of companies they work for, it becomes a lot easier for you to be able to find the relevant people that you can reach out to. It's also worth noting that you can take a look at your current customer profile. 
what that does is it gives you the ability to find common ground. Like you can see commonalities like where these folks work, what kind of companies they work for, their job titles, where they're located. And once you find all of that information, you can start to configure an ICP or several different profiles. You can then use that information in order to find out prospects that would indeed need your product or at least could benefit from it. This helps you solve the first piece of the puzzle, gives you an idea who you need to target. Once you have that figured out, you can go ahead and start working on your messaging. But it is absolutely imperative you figure out your ideal customer profile before you even jump into sending out that first cold email. If you're not researching who you need to reach out to or folks that actually can benefit from your product, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So figuring out your ICP or the folks you want to contact is your first step into a successful cold outreach campaign. So another thing that you really don't want to do when you're doing cold outreach is spend hours and hours crafting that right template with that perfect email or subject line. The reason being that if it's crafted and it's a template, there's a chance that everybody's going to spot it. I can spot a sequence as soon as it lands in my mailbox and I just click spam and that's the end of the story. Almost everyone can detect sequences now. Do them and yourself a favor and stop being lethargic and use that creativity section in the brain cortex to come up with a message that can actually help the prospect. And it really bothers me when I read these articles by so-called experts trying to tell everybody that you can use these templates that they used in the past and you will get this perfect response rate. No, it's not possible. Your product is different. You're probably selling in a different market. Your ICP is a lot different. The same templates that work for somebody else there's a very low chance that they're going to work for you too. So please do yourself a favor and don't copy these templates, change them a little bit and send them out willy-nilly. Your contacts are precious and you have a fiduciary responsibility to be creative when you're reaching out to them. I swear to God, if I receive one of those emails where they say that if you have fallen and you need to, somebody to call 911, please let me know because I'm getting worried. I'm going to flip out. Everybody has received that email at this point. Everybody knows how this goes. It's just not good. It doesn't look good for your brand. It doesn't look good for your salesmanship. It's just not a good look overall. So rather than creating that perfect template or that perfect sequence that you think is going to flood your mailbox, try to bring a lot more value into the email that you're sending. Stop being selfish in the email with the CTA. Book 10 minutes in my calendar here. Rather than doing that, give the prospect value. Make the case for your product. It doesn't matter how long or short your email is. Okay, maybe just don't write an essay. Try to be specific and to the point when you're writing that email. So try to make that email as engaging as possible at the same time giving as much value as you possibly can to the intended recipient. So it's all about personalization. Being as personal as you can be, giving as much value as you can in that email and trying to be very specific as to what exactly do you want to get out of that email. So by writing such an email that is personal, you're not only being honest, but you bring a lot of clarity to the prospect and it gives them a better idea of what you're looking to do rather than some vague message that you picked up from a template from a website that seemed to have a very good response rate. So with that cover, let's move on to the next cardinal sin of doing cold outreach. And that is purchasing a list of contacts. That is an absolute don't. Well, at least if you're buying or purchasing a list of contacts, at least buy them with checking and verifying if those contacts indeed fit your ICP. If you're going to be shelling money, might as well get some benefit out of those lists that you're buying. I've heard a lot of salespeople do that. They just buy a list of contacts and they just load them up and they send them out without any verification, without double checking who they're contacting. And they get so many different bounces, undelivered emails. The emails are being marked as spam because they're reaching out to people that just don't need the product. 
they're not in their ICP, the message is not compelling enough, that purchasing of lists is just, it's aggravating to see it's still happening in a world of sales. It's tactics like these, these approaches that give salespeople a bad rep. There are salespeople out there that are using different strategies, using video in the cold outreach, they're spending so much time crafting those messages, sending out those personalized emails, and then somebody comes in and shoots these emails without any thought or any kind of effort put in. And it just hurts the chances for the folks that are actually trying to get out there and deliver their message. So before you go ahead and purchase these lists of contacts, and I don't recommend that you do that, but if you really absolutely have to do it, then please go ahead and do your due diligence and try to see if those contacts indeed are ones that will actually benefit from your product. If they fit your ICP at all, before you start blasting email sequences to them. I mean, think of it this way, if you buy a list of contacts that has a thousand contacts in there and these contacts are not verified, they're unvetted and you reach out to them and let's say you get two or three replies out of them, one of them positive. You've basically wasted 999 contacts out of the thousand that you just bought. On the flip side, if you actually do careful research, plan out your ICP, know who exactly you need to target and then go to a tool like, I don't know, for example, LinkedIn to try to find the relevant contacts reach out to 100 of those and get 20 or 30 positive responses. Tell me which one's better. Sure, the latter one requires a little more effort, but it also gives up more results. It also is a lot more beneficial at the end of the day for both parties. So it's an absolute no for purchasing contact lists until unless it's an absolute must from your hand and there is no other way for you to reach out to prospects. One thing I would like for salespeople to understand when they're actually starting out their cold outreach or they're actually doing it or in the middle of it is not everyone that you reach out to is gonna be in the market for your product. Maybe they're not looking to solve the pain point, they're not ready for it, they're not aware of it, that they actually have that problem, or maybe they just have too much on their plate. In cases like these, it's always a good idea to go ahead and make your case, give all your information to the prospect and politely vanish. They will, I promise you, reach out to you when the need arises because they will remember a decent salesperson did some honorable outreach a while ago and they will search their mailbox and find your details and they will reach out to you requesting that demo, try to understand and learn more about your product. If you spam them, however, there are chances that they're never gonna reach out to you again. Even when the need arises, they were just gonna go ahead and go to your competitor because they will remember the way you reached out to them and you probably left a bad taste in their mouth. So whenever you're doing outreach like this, always make sure that it's just good idea to follow up with the folks, leave all that information that is necessary for them to be able to find you when the need actually does arise. So it's an absolute must that you understand the perspective of your prospect and you should do that and keep that in mind before you actually go ahead and reach out to your prospects. Not everybody's gonna reply to you, that's a given, but that also doesn't mean that every email that you send out or the follow-ups that you're sending out, they went to waste. This is an excellent segue to get into the next don't of your cold outreach, and that is don't just send a single email. Follow up. Follow up as much as you can, but follow up with a balance. This is the most common and most harmful cold outreach mistake that most salespeople make. If you're afraid to come off as annoying, rethink your strategy, but don't underestimate the power of follow-ups. Each contact with the prospect increases your chances to hear back from them. So it's imperative whenever you're doing a cold outreach or reaching out to prospects is that you remember to follow up. Chances are whenever you send out an email, the prospect probably read it, they didn't read it, it got lost in the mailbox, or maybe they were on holidays, or maybe they were just busy with work, or maybe there was a pandemic going 
going on. So it's always a good idea to go ahead and remind them that you sent out an email, but try to make sure that every single follow-up is valuable. There is some sort of value that you're bringing to the prospect with each and every single follow-up that you do. So don't just send out a single email or two or three. Always try to make sure that you find the right balance, but try to follow up as much as you can without becoming very annoying. Which brings us to another thing that you should absolutely be doing when you're reaching out to different prospects, and that is looking at the analytics and see how the numbers are performing. Maybe the emails that you're sending out don't have a very high open rate. Then it's a perfect opportunity for you to try out a different subject line. Try not to be vague. Try not to be very generic. You have to think about something that will actually get that prospect to open an email. And that has to be something to do with their interests, perhaps a book that they like, person they follow, maybe this is something that they tweeted recently. Try to put that in the subject line to get them to get that email open. Analytics are a great way to see what exactly is working in your outreach campaign and what exactly is not. One of the things that I loved doing back in the day was try to A-B test things. I used to create these templates, but they weren't very generic. I would try to customize it as much as I possibly could for each and every single prospect that I would send an email out to. Maybe your approach to cold outreach is different than mine, and that's perfectly fine. You can create some sort of template and try to customize it as much as possible. And then try to see what kind of success you get out from that particular template. At the same time, try A-B testing, try different templates, see what kind of success you get out of it. But at the end of the day, the most important thing would be the analytics. You'll have to take a look at them to see what exactly is performing. So you have to keep a very close eye on the open rates, the click rates, the reply rates. It gives you a better idea of what's working, what's performing, what exactly you need to change. Perhaps the whole strategy needs to be changed or you just need to change some elements in order to be able to make sure that your cold outreach is successful. This point ties nicely back to the episode that I did about sales metrics and the whole idea and the premise behind all of these analytics is that you actually have numbers because if you have numbers, you know how you were performing in the past and what you can improve on because if you're not recording something, you don't know where you're going or you don't have a benchmark to compare anything with. So with analytics at hand, it gives you a better idea how you were performing a month ago, a quarter ago versus how you're performing right now, what areas you need to improve in and of course how you can go about from here. One of the strategies that I've seen salespeople use all the time is reaching out via social. And I love that, that they reach out via LinkedIn, they reach out via Twitter. It's a great way to kind of get in front of your prospect. These are great platforms to get in touch with your prospects, but you shouldn't go ahead and abuse social media outreach. And I've seen it happen time and time again that salespeople reach out to their prospects on LinkedIn by sending out a connection request first. And as soon as the connection request is accepted, the salesperson sends out this cold email that it has no context whatsoever. And it's something that is just embarrassing to be really honest. A lot of folks get that on LinkedIn and all they just do is just simply go ahead and just delete it or they don't even read it. And most folks know that this is coming from another email marketing software. Like, I'm all up for creative ways of reaching out to prospects, but this way of just blasting out emails without any context, without any research done behind it, is just not a right way to go about doing things. Like, think about it this way. You're reaching out to a prospect that has never heard of you. They probably don't even know what your product does, but you reach out to them asking for 10 or 20 minutes of your time. That's just selfish. If you're looking to build out a relationship, it's all about give and take. First, you have to give a lot of value upfront. You have to make them realize and understand that your product indeed can solve their problems, that this is exactly what they need right now in this moment. Ask them questions first. Understand the company dynamics, see how they work, what their workflow looks like, what kind of tools they use. If they actually need a tool like yours, try to give value upfront before you go into requesting that demo or 10 or 20 minutes of their time for a phone call. 
Cold social media outreach is a great way to get in front of your prospects. But before you start pitching your product, it's always a good idea to build that relationship first. Understand the prospect, their needs, their pain points, ask them questions. Try to give them value first before you go ahead and request their time for a call or a demo. So the bottom line is that cold outreach can of course work, it does work and it can be very effective but only if done right. Following best practices and proven tactics is a must if you want to achieve your goals when it comes to cold outreach. Despite all of these best practices, all these do's and don'ts, I always tell people to take advice when it comes to specifically when it comes to cold outreach with a little bit of grain of salt. And the reason for that is when I was actually doing a lot of cold outreach, there were things that people said wouldn't work at all and they were actually working really well and I was experimenting, I was trying all of these A-B tests here and there and I was always trying to make my approach a little different, a little better and I used to have a lot of good results. So despite the fact what people say or what the experts say, it's always a good idea to go ahead and tweak your process, try to experiment it a little bit because probably if you're reading an article or listening to a podcast from 2018, that advice might not be very applicable in 2020. So always try to take a look at all of these best practices, but try to put your flair into it, your effort into it, and try to see what you can come up with. Maybe you can come up with a strategy that works better than what everybody's suggesting. Of course, if you're sending out these generic spammy emails to contacts that you purchased off of a database, these template-like emails, irrelevant and providing zero value, that's gonna lead you nowhere. They never could. I mean, that much is clear. That kind of cold outreach is a dead end. So always try to personalize your emails. Try to make sure that you're giving enough value to the prospects that you're reaching out to. And you make sure that these prospects are actually somebody that can get value out of the product that you're selling or trying to pitch. Remember, cold outreach isn't a magic pill or a waste of time by default. Its success clearly depends on how well you're willing to prepare, how much time you're willing to invest, and of course, how interesting you can make your approach. I used to be super passionate about cold outreach or outbound back in the day and one of the things I used to tell everybody is that if you have a product that can solve people's problems or pain points then it's your fiduciary responsibility to reach out to them and inform them about your product or simply about the existence of your product. And cold outreach works great for that because with a little bit of research, a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work, you can reach out to folks that have not heard about your product, but you can actually get them to understand what your product does, how it can solve their pain points, and can of course get them to be interested. So the personalization part and taking the time to actually go ahead and craft your messages is gonna require a little more time, but I absolutely guarantee you that the results will be worth it. Before I go ahead and say goodbye, I wanted to bring up one of the strategies of cold outreach that Kate wanted to get my thoughts on. And that is cold calling. Everybody has talked about or has done cold calling at some point. Hell, Wolf of Wall Street even championed it. But if you're in B2B SaaS in 2020 and you're still using cold calls, it's probably not a good way to go. It's just, it doesn't work. It's not scalable. You can reach out to a lot more people via emails than you can with a cold call. Cold calls are time consuming. They require a lot of manpower. They take a lot of energy to be able to reach out to the prospects. It's just something that is tiring and those rejections are just heartbreaking. So it's probably not a good idea to go ahead and cold call if you're in B2B SaaS. There's a higher chance of success if you were to do calculated personalized cold outreach via email. There's a better chance that you're going to get in front of the people and get them to respond. It's a lot more scalable that way. So that's it for today, folks. I hope you got a better understanding of what you should do and shouldn't do when it comes to cold outreach. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out to me. And let me know which topic you'd like me to talk about next. And until then, stay safe and see you next time.